Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I'm your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. Gons, how have you been? I'm good, man. It's Friday. Great day. Going to Vegas. Going to play some bets. I've been good, man. It's uh, Sports has been fun. Football has been fun. What about yourself? What's new? In the How's the weather out there today? It's cold. It was very cold. We had a work outing yesterday where we had to build a cardboard boat. My team won. Um, the other boats pretty pretty much sank. Our boats kind of stayed up. So, but unfortunately, it was super hot in the past. It's been summer, really hot, like I mentioned last time. Um, but it was just seventy two degrees. Has haven't been used to that. So, fall is coming. Sweater weather. Thank God, um, it's coming now. Um, some housekeeping. Um, we did start up our uh, hoop bar um, video podcast recently. Um, we have a lot of clips up now on TikTok. Uh, Instagram Reels, um, YouTube Shorts. We have our full episode up on YouTube if you guys want to check that out. Um, again, l- l- the Basketball is Religion podcast um, is going to be more long form, just so that Gonzo and I can get our, our, our full thoughts out there. Hoop Bar, we're going to keep trying to keep more like, you know, um, shorter shorter form content, um, especially with the, with the shorts and everything. But here, um, we'll get our full takes. It'll, it takes a little bit longer. It's more of a discussion. Um, we'll also try, still try to bring some guests on here as well, but more long-form stuff. Um, as far as topics today, uh, we we're hoping that the Dame Lillard trade, again, there was the grumblings that would happen. But as we're recording now, Dame Lillard is still a part of the Portland Trailblazers. Hopefully by the weekend and by next week in, on the Hoop Bar, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll be talking about Dame Lillard over to the Miami Heat. But that's not the case today. So is today, it a is it a done deal, Matt? Is it is Miami like ninety nine percent, or is there any any margin that he goes anywhere else? No, it's the reports were that if if any other team traded for Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard wouldn't report to that team. So it's like if you you could trade for me, fine, but you have to find a way to reroute me to Miami. I'm only going to be showing up to Miami and showing up to Portland for um, training camp, which. Like I guess we can start as a smaller topic here off the top. We didn't really plan for this for Dame Lillard, but just off the top of my head, it's it's unfortunate because Dame Lillard was such, um, you know, he he was very loyal to to Portland, but now with his like demanding a trade because Portland isn't going somewhere fine, but to demand a trade to a specific place just seems. I know we talked about he deserves it, but you know, it, you you signed a big contract to stay in a certain place. Um, you kind of ha- can't really choose which which spot you're go- you're, you're going to go to because you had your chance to pick a spot before you signed that extension. Now, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, this takes all the, like all that loyalty of him being in one team and talking all that crap to other players goes out the door. Like, it doesn't matter that you stayed with the team so long if you're going to go out like this. Uh, it's a bad look, Matt. It, it really is. He should have just left sooner. If you knew, it, I think the uncertainty of Dame Lillard of, hey, I don't want to be the bad guy, you know, can you do this? But he still ends up being the bad guy. Uh, it was a it just a failure overall. Um, so uh, now he's pretty much got a couple years left in his prime where it's Dame time. And if, if he really wanted a chip, he could have made a move sooner. Uh, if I was Dame, I would have just ridden it. I would have ridden it out. I don't. I don't know. Or I would have. I would have gave the team at least more options than just one. 
Yeah, a couple options, right? Not, not, not just, oh, I need to go to the team that made it to the finals last year. That seems just like Kevin Durant-ish. I know he had made fun of Kevin Durant on, on a few tweets before, but now to actually become Kevin Durant, that, that, that you're not going to be viewed in a good light. I, I guess we're seeing that with a lot of players now where it's like they'll sign their big deals because that's where they could sign the most money, but then after a year, if they're not happy with their teams... You know they're just going to ask for a trade anyways. Look at what happened with Kevin Durant. Look what happened with, you know, Bradley Beal. Look what happened with with Damian Lillard. Is 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 this a trend that you think is going to really be detrimental to the NBA? The players getting kind of too much power. They signed their big contract. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The the owners and I'm all for the players. Man. I love the players, but there's no control. The players are doing what they want and they're getting paid. So much money, more money than I mean, maybe maybe European soccer, right? That's the one sport where you're, that money is just thrown around. But they're getting paid all this money, and they're getting paid all this power. They're not playing every game. They're saying, "I need to rest." I know the NBA's made small changes, in essence, saying you got to have more justification, or if you have two stars, they both can't sit. But there's always loopholes around it. So, yeah, no, a hundred percent, Matt. I, the, Owners need to get back control of the NBA before the game isn't fun anymore. It's going, it's it's slowly going that direction. It's something we'll they'll definitely have to look at too, as far as player rest and all that stuff. We'll save those topics for for another time, or at least just expand on what we talked about today because it's it's becoming a thing. Like you sign a four year contract, at least on your end you have to honor it as opposed to like okay i don't i don't like it here we i need to move so it's well it's an ever-expanding topic we'll, we'll we'll get into it later another person who just recently asked to be traded is one buddy healed from the um indianapolis india and from the indiana pacers um buddy healed he used to be on the sacramento kings then got traded to the pacers sniper absolute sniper catch and shoot three-pointer movement three-point shooter one of the best in the league, over forty percent. Um, that's why, as all as as Laker fans, we wanted to see him traded to the Lakers the past three seasons. Unfortunately, um, that could never happen. The the trade assets just weren't there because we had Westbrook making forty something million and everyone else making nine. And you have a guy like Buddy Heald; he's roughly around seventeen twenty million dollar range, if not a little bit less. Um, the the contracts were never there. Um, so before we get into teams that would might want to trade for him, I guess the, to, to finish my point, defensively he is a stiff, he is a chaser uh, defensively, um, but he's again if just even though he is a sniper, kind of like a Malik Beasley, um, better movement shooter, of course, percentage wise. Defensively, he's not really quite there. So that's what we're kind of trading for. Great three point shooter, great shooter in general, but just kind of poor on defense. Um, so Buddy Healed. Um, if you're a Laker fan, as we are, um, the Lakers can only trade three players for Buddy Healer Peeled. If you're looking at that sort of trade, you're looking at a Jalen Hood Shafino, Max Christie, and LeBron James. Everyone else was extended this past offseason, so they can't get traded till, till January. And from the reports that you hear, uh, Buddy Healed, they want to facilitate that trade prior to uh, the start of training camp. So if you're looking at the Lakers, it's not going to happen unless they somehow keep him through January. 
So I was looking at a few teams here as far as different reports of other places we can go. But before we get to those reports, Gons, what teams did you have in mind or what teams did you see? Uh, so I don't kind of step in your toes as far as what I researched. So Gons, what trades do you have, uh, potential trades for Buddy Heald to contending teams or maybe not even contending teams? I saw the Houston Rockets being a viable option. I don't like it. I also saw the Dallas Mavericks and the New York Knicks. I like the Dallas Mavericks. If you put a shooter like that around Irving and Doncic, goddamn, watch out. Yeah, I heard. I heard the um, the Mavericks talk as well from Clutch Sports. It, the, the trade was uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and two first round picks. Uh, putting a sniper around that, around Luka Doncic, around Kyrie Irving. But then you're looking at a three-guard lineup. Is that too small for you, do you think? Or do you think that he'd be kind of, kind of coming off the bench and either having um, him and Doncic or him and Kyrie Irving? Because I can't imagine all three would be at the same time because they're both... None of those guys are, are plus defenders. He, he would fit in as a starter, Matt. He's just... I still don't see how Dallas is going to put together Irving and Doncic in the same lineup. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but you do want a solid executioner-style shooter in that lineup for both point guards. So, s- logically, I would think he would be your starting two guard. But I don't know what Jason Kidd and Mark Cuban have in mind. I really don't. I, I still don't know how it's going to work with them, too. I guess we'll find out. Do you, yeah, I mean, so, uh, but like, if they say, if they trade for him, so you're, you're thinking, like, Doncic or... Irving come off the bench? Like, which one no, do you bring off the no. bench? No, no. Doncic's never going to come off the bench. The thing is, Doncic is big enough to play the two guard. Can you throw in... what? What is Buddy Heald? 6'7"? No, he's shorter than that. Let's... Let me pull that up. I'll edit this part out. Um, Buddy Heald. Basketball. Right okay, Luka Doncic is 6'7". So the only thing I can think of is that you move Luka Doncic to... 6'4", um, but he killed 6'4". You move Luka Doncic to the three. And Luka you Doncic have, to small forward? Okay. He's 6'7". I mean, it's not it's not crazy. You move Luka Doncic to the three, and you have a backcourt that goes between Luka and... Yeah, I could see them all in the same lineup. Kyrie's, Kyrie's your one. Buddy Heald's your solid two. Luka's your three. Luca may be Luca may play more on the post, but he's definitely capable of it. Yeah, I'm 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 curious to see if Dallas would take the ball out of Luca's hands. But you have Kyrie Irving, probably the person with the most you know tools in his bag in the league. So we'll see how they do that. Like like you said, going into um, training camp in a couple weeks. Okay, so one one of them that I saw from CBS Sports, they mentioned like the lower level teams like Houston, like. For me to get like J- um, um, Fred Van Vliet and then Dylan Brooks and then Buddy Hield, it's like, and then with their young guys with Jalen Green, Shangun, I don't think that'll be a good fit. He, if Miles Turner, sh- not Miles Turner, but Buddy Hield should be going to a contender, um, just for contract sakes. Uh, he has one year left in his deal, nineteen point two million for the season, so the contracts have to match up there. Um, they can uh, the it was per Sham Sharanya. Um, the Pacers need wings. Uh, they have Halliburton, Miles Turner, uh, Ben Matherin, 
guard. So they need another wing. They just traded for Obi Toppin, but he's more of a four power forward. So they need kind of that that not that three a wing player. So if you're looking at a wing player. Uh, one team I was looking at that's on CBS Sports they did mention was the Brooklyn Nets. They can take Buddy Heald on as a uh, for a trade exception, but if they were to trade for a wing, it'd be for Royce O'Neal and maybe a pick. So then Brooklyn Nets, you'll have um, because they really just have um, uh, Cam Cam Thomas as as a guard. So they'll have um, Ben Simmons, um, Buddy Heald. Um, uh, Mikhail Bridges, that's kind of their core. We'll see what we what they get from 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 Ben Simmons. So the, the so the CBS Sports did report that or did come up with the Nets as a potential. Uh, I was looking at the trade machine as far as who needs a who who needs something. Um, as far as a a, a guard like a like a sniper guard, and unfortunately it didn't. It's the Los Angeles Clippers, Russell Westbrook, um, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. He add a buddy heel to that. If you're able to trade a Norman Powell, uh, Brandon Boston Jr. and a couple and a second round pick, um, the Pacers get their wing in Norman Powell, and the Clippers get a sniper shooter. Um, someone if once Russell Westbrook's able to split the defense, kick it, kick it out to a, a buddy, an open buddy healed or a Paul George or a um, Kawhi Leonard and a Zubats there. I think that lineup could be very potent if they're able to make that happen again. This is not reported anywhere, but. Basketball wise, I think it works for me when you add someone like that because you have Paul George, you have Kawhi Leonard, Zubats in the middle, kind of manning everything that could, you know, keep a keep a good team defense. And you could have a negative defend, defenders like a Russell Westbrook and a Buddy Hield on that team. So I think those five players together, I mean, with Terrence Mann off the bench playing really good defense, I think that could be a viable option for the Clippers again. I, if that actually happens, you know, then then put me, put me up as a journalist. But yeah, the Clippers for me. What, what do you think, Gons? To acquire Heal, the Knicks could send out the remainder of Evan Fournier's two-year deal, which has a team option in 24-25. Fournier is set to make $18 million as an idle piece on Tom Thibodeau's roster, so it makes sense for New York to find a trade for him. The Knicks could use his contract to match Sally's while attaching some of their draft assets. New York could potentially own four first-round picks in 2024-25, would still leave the organization with enough picks if ever they want to acquire a huge star. So it'd be picks, and it looks like part of it, Fournier's contract. Yeah, Fournier, that unfortunately he's kind of he's washed at this point. Favorite, My favorite nickname in the league, don't Google Fournier, but I think he's washed. Um, so if anything, it would just be more of a contract dump and then picks. Uh, back for for the young for the young Pacers. If if they decide to go that route and they can get a first round for, pick for Buddy Hill, congratulations. Aren't they trying uh, to I'll rebuild? That. Isn't that what the whole thing is with the Pacers? And why yeah. aren't we talking about James Harden here? I mean, maybe just because he wouldn't want to go to Indiana. He's still looking for a home. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Morey wants to get a superstar package for James Harden for some reason. Uh, everyone in the league doesn't view, or maybe the players do, but I don't think organizations view James Harden as a superstar at this point. We've been talking about his constant strip club and his off-season stuff, his his fluctuating weight. Could a three-way trade be possible if I mean, he gets yeah, sent somewhere else? I mean, the Clippers have been trying to, we're, we're looking to get James Harden too, but then the, 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 uh, they didn't want to just take Terrence Mann in the first-round pick. 
Um, so Buddy healed, you know, to to the Sixers. You have Maxi healed and a sniper with Embiid would be a very viable situation. But I don't think Maury would view Buddy healed. You'd have to include Buddy healed in like two first round picks. Um, based off what Daryl Morey has ha, has said about Harden, or the front office has said about Harden, so I don't think the the trade would make sense for the Sixers. But I don't think they would. I don't think Heald's enough for James Harden, unfortunately. Um, not again, not based off me, just more of just what the from what the Sixers would view as a fair trade for James Harden. Um, another team I thought would need him, but don't have doesn't have the assets would be the Boston Celtics. You have your Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Brogdon, White, Porzingis now, but they lack that second guard. Um, I was looking for different you know wings to put on that team, but they don't have any any other wings outside of Jason Tatum, outside of Jalen Brown. So as much as the, the Boston Celtics will need him, I don't think they could afford him or find the assets to afford him. Um, so yeah, Buddy Heald, Sniper, any other thoughts, Gons, any other teams that you might want to see him go to or thoughts on these certain, these, these trade op, these trade positions that we talked about just now? I would just like to see him on, I, I know it's a fairy tale, but the Lakers haven't had a shooter since, I don't know. I don't know if I can name a shooter. I can't. I'm well, going it's, back it's, to the nineties. It's, it's the Lakers curse. Nick Van right? Exel, maybe Nick Van Exel. Is there anyone else? Because by the time we got Glenn Rice, he was washed. Um, maybe Glenn Rice for a bit. I don't know, Matt. We haven't had a shooter like this. Like, so when was he, the last time you you saw a Laker participate in the three point contest? Bro, I can't remember. I <laughs> no, I I can't. Brian Shaw maybe. Uh, but not a shooter like this. Not a knockdown. Not a JJ Redick, Luke Kennard. Um, who was that guy on Atlanta? Uh, was it uh, the the one with the hair, Ashton Kutcher? Solid shooter. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Slipping my mind right now. Yeah, no, but me, my, mine an, too. Yeah. He is another one. Corver, Kyle Corver. Yeah, Kyle Corver. Yeah, yeah. Um, not right. Not a shooter like that. So I would. I would love to see what a shooter like that could do with a LeBron James lineup. Um, so if I'm the Lakers, I get him. I, I shit, I'll give up Austin Reeves for him. Am I, am I absurd? Whoa, will you give up Austin Reeves for Buddy Hield? That's a take right there. Well, you're not. You're not. Oh. I mean, why not? Buddy Hield's a proven shooter. They say he may have more threes overall one day than Steph Curry. You may be Austin the only person in, in Laker fan. athletic scorer that is going to get figured out. While your stock is high with the Reeves, move him now and get the buddy healed. If why do you, you can. Is, is it because he's white? Is that partially why? No, They're going to figure him out? Is it's that not, it? It's not just that. He's a non-athletic guard, Matt. That's all I'm saying. It has nothing to do with his race. His vertical isn't high. He gets his his ability to get fouled is uncanny. Yes, but it will get figured out. It got figured out with Harden over time. It's gonna get figured out with him um, when their better defenders guard him. Indiana would probably love having an Austin Reeves, and I think we could get Buddy Hield for him. Oh, you think- yeah, I I think the Pacers would jump at that trade. Like, sure, we'll we'll take that today. But I think you might be the only Laker guy, Laker fandom person who. A Laker fan who would make that trade, um, but why? yeah, I mean, the, why? Explain to me why, Buddy Hill. It's young. Why? 
Buddy Heald is, I want to say he's in his 30s, but let's double check that. Bro, he just got drafted like five years ago. If he's in his 30s, I'm in my 50s. He, he is 30. He will be turning 31 here shortly. So Buddy Heald, early 30s versus Austin Reeves, who's in his mid-20s. Austin Reeves, who can create his own shot and create for others. And what we saw in, in FIBA, who outplayed Jalen Brunson, who outplayed nearly everyone else on that FIBA. team outside of life. Again with the FIBA. Okay. Okay, all so right. why, why why would I not be playing Ingram or all those other higher-level players over Austin? Why was he closing games then? Like, for for what reason? Because he, just because he's white or because he's, what, He's not talented. You think that he's just getting, he's going to get randomly figured out. Like they're not going. He's not smart enough to make adjustments, especially when you have a LeBron James who's there to, to mentoring him. Like, do you think Trey Young will be figured out? Because he kind of fallibates the same way as as Austin Reeves does. Is is, is yeah, Trey Young kind I feel like Austin Reeves has the weaker defenders on him versus a Trey Young who has a better defender on him. Um, I think it's unique. To not, it's it's not just because you have LeBron. I think it's his position. Uh, again, I I think there's a little hype with Reeves. I love Reeves. I love the way he plays. He hustles, but there's a lack of athletic ability when you watch him play, which means you're gonna have a shorter NBA life versus other players. And I think with a shooter. You could get a very, 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 very long career out of a shooter. A very long career out of a shooter. So if I'm looking both styles of play, yes, maybe Reeves is worth more right now. Maybe he's more impactful. But at the end of the day, shooters are always going to have a home and a need in the NBA. And as you get older and you rely on what you have and you're already not that athletic, you're not going to get some of those calls. You're going to get stripped. You're going to get steals. It's he's great for right now, but he doesn't have a long NBA shelf life. Believe me, I'm not saying he's going to be done when he's like 27, 28, but he might be done by 31 by the time he's healed age and healed can go till he's 37, 38 as a knockdown shooter. When he get if Buddy Heald gets the Lakers, isn't that what we kind of thought when Malik Beasley was going to be like, I know I clowned him on our basketball uh, poop bar pod, but we were hoping Malik Beasley was going to beat that sniper shooter. Then what happened to him? So sniper shooters can last a long time if you're able to get that. If you're able to keep your percentage in in the forties, once it goes down five percentages, once you missed ten to twenty threes throughout the season, then you're not a sniper shooter anymore. So, I, I mean, I, I understand your reasoning. Um, with, with trying to keep a shooter, especially if they're going to get wide open with LeBron James, with Anthony Davis and your team, you should be hitting 40, 45% of your threes, especially movement and catch and shoot threes. Um, but with Austin Reeves, I think it's it's the IQ is what's going to keep his longevity. He's not just, he he doesn't have the athleticism, but he relies on his guile. He relies on his, his smarts on the court, being able to position himself to be effective. And I think that'll contribute to longevity for him specifically. Plus, he is himself a great shooter. He, is, he, would, he did shoot close to 40% for threes. I can only see that like, getting better. Um, I know we got to go here in a little bit. You have to start getting ready to go to Vegas here. Um, so with you, with you going to Vegas, um, I want to look at some certain prop bets that you might want to, you might want to do, um, that you're thinking about doing. Um, maybe you talk to some people in Vegas, see what they're doing. 
um, for you know for either hoop bar or for this pod we'll put that there so gons as far as future bets you're looking at you know finals finals futures and mvps what are you looking at to, to bet uh, futures wise for the nba when you go to las vegas um this week uh, this weekend well the championship bet is always fun matt because you have something riding on the whole season, right? You don't need that. For gamblers like myself, I like having action, some sort of action in every game. But if you have a championship bet, you are invested in the team financially. Um, You know, so um, looking at some of the championship odds, the favorites, obviously it's right now. Miami's a huge favorite. I think they know Dame's going to go, right? Um, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. My, no, 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 no. I take it back. I take it back. Sorry, I read that wrong. Out of the favorites, Boston is plus four set. Uh, yeah, see, that's what we were talking seven. about. <laughs> the thing I'm like, Boston's still the favorites to win the championship. Well, why? Well, Porzingis. Like, I'm, I kind of made my point on, on our on our hoop bar pod, but like, Boston is the favorite. Boston, and then right behind him is Denver at plus four eighty. Then you got Milwaukee, which is plus 600. I like that number. I like that bet. I think Milwaukee, again, after we talked, I don't think they're going to win, but plus 600 is pretty good. You go down to Phoenix at plus 650. That's a lot of offense. Again, we talked about them not having a full squad and lacking defensively, but for the amount of people they have at plus 650, yes. Now, I will take Miami at plus 1,000. If you're telling me that Dame Litter is going to go to Miami, and it's at plus one thousand. I will make that bet in Vegas. It's, it's I, if you if you think that's gonna happen, you might as well make it now because once that if they're at plus a thousand, they might go down to seven fifty. So you might get good value if you bet it right now. Exactly, which um, is what I was thinking. Yeah, going to the going to the Lakers plus thirteen hundred is a good bet. That's one I might make also. And for you non-gamblers, that means you bet one hundred to win thirteen hundred dollars. So, you know, that's not a bad, that's not a deal. I also like the Warriors. We talked about them. They're plus fourteen hundred. Um, some teams that I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't touch the Clippers at plus two thousand. I wouldn't touch the Cavs at plus two thousand. I wouldn't touch Philly at um. I think they're at plus eighteen hundred. Now, if just going down the, the list is long shots uh, for the best value, I would probably San Antonio's plus twenty five thousand. I know, <laughs> I don't know how long it's gonna take Wimby to become an impactful player. If he um, wins a championship, put put like ten bucks on that yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, with Pop and who knows, like, could he be? I don't think so. I don't think no, he's going to be. It's not going to. It, it's funny to, to think about. No, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Now another team I like. Um, I like. I like the Knicks at plus fifty five hundred. Um, I like New Orleans at plus forty seven hundred, and I probably will make this bet for sure. Um, Memphis is at plus three thousand, and Dallas is at plus twenty four hundred. Those two teams, I feel like, got a shot. Yeah, um, so look at like quarter unit on games. that, like twenty five yeah. bucks. Yeah, twenty five bucks exactly. Right, fun, fun, fun stuff. Um, I guess one thing I also want to look at was MVP. Because All right, let's look jo- at MVP. Joel Embiid won it last season, but I think I th- the media kind of turned it 
so that Jokic would win his third straight MVP. But it was just funny because this is the one he probably deserved the most after winning the championship this season. I know the last couple seasons was, oh, they they were missing Jamal Murray, and he carried that team to a sixth seed and a third seed. Um, you know, he was the best player. But last season, after winning the championship, leading his team to the number one seed, he probably should have won it last season. So what do you... Got, from what I see here, um, from draft from FanDuel, um, Jokic is the favorite at plus four thirty. You might have different odds gone, but other than Jokic, what other uh, players are you looking at to win MVP this season, or value good value bets? I should say. Uh, I see Jimmy Butler at plus three thousand, but I'm wondering if this is a legit source. Yeah, I mean, I have Jimmy Butler at plus 2,400. Uh, so, I mean, it's if you think Dame Lillard's going to go there and he's just supporting Jimmy Butler, who's going to average like a triple-double or something like that, yeah. Like, no, well, I'm trying to find out what... Uh, for some reason, I think it's going to be Kevin Durant this year. I think he's just going to play out of his mind and they're going to, you know, I feel like they're going to be impactful. With that being said, or Luka Doncic. I think it's going to go to a guard this year. I don't think it's going to go to a big. So I'm going to say it's between Luka and Durant. Um, I don't think it would be Booker because I think Durant's ultimately the man. And I think Luka's ultimately the man. I would probably. So let, let's see what the odds. Do you have the odds for Luka and Durant in front of you? Um, FanDuel, Luka is at plus 650 and Durant's at plus 1700. So if you like Durant um, at plus uh, 1700, um, when a when a thousand seven hundred dollars, if you if you bet a hundred dollars, I think that's a viable bet for you, Gons. Yeah, yeah, I like Luca, but that's only plus six hundred. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it, it, it's a, it's a good solid value if you think that Durant's gonna just take that charge in the regular season, prove that he's the best player in the league, and make them a number one seed. Potentially, I could see that happen. Um, especially if he takes, if he does more playmaking duties too, because uh, like the Suns don't have a traditional point guard. So let's see if Durant could pull that out of his butt too. Um, as far as not value, but give me looking at a Giannis as a revenge season, like he's gonna come back. FanDuel at plus five hundred, not the best value, but as someone who has won an MVP before and has something really to prove this season, I think he can come out of the gate and they could win sixty sixty five games. And just crush it this year. I know we talked last podcast about him potentially being traded or finding other pieces around him. But him as a player, that guy could still go crazy during the regular season. Okay, Matt, let me uh, – I, w- I want to ask you something here. I don't think we should end the pod on this because I do got to go. Yeah. Um, and we didn't do any research for this. I purposely wanted – I wanted to know off the top of your head, man. Sure. Uh, we – constant talk. It's been the Dallas Cowboys as America's team. Right now, who is the NBA's America's team? Oh, it's easy. It's the it, Lakers. It's 1,000% it, <laughs> it though? Is it? Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't think it is, Matt. I think it was for a very long time. But I feel like currently, as I travel the states for work. Hold on. Let me guess. Go, let, let me guess. In your eyes, I think, it's, I think you're going to say the Golden State Warriors. 100%. 100%. I think because of Curry and the movement they've had, the right now America's team, again, largely because of Steph Curry, is the Golden State Warriors. And I just wanted to see where you were at because 
I didn't even think Lakers were an option. I felt like the Lakers were an option, you know, years ago when we were kids. Everyone went to Laker games. Everyone was a Laker fan. But I think that's that's declined substantially. Um, but you still feel like it's the Lakers, Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, Easily. yeah. You're the, the, the New York Knicks in baseball. New York Knicks. The New York Yankees in baseball. The Dallas Cowboys in football. And the Los Angeles Lakers in... In basketball, that's just how it's going to be. It's been that way since Magic Johnson was drafted in the, in, in 1980 draft. Uh, Magic Johnson, and then you transition yourself to um, to Shaq and Kobe. Then you transition yourself to LeBron. They've always, even if they're even when they were bad, they were still getting talked about. Remember in the early 2000s when Kobe was retiring. And they had those bad Robert Sacre teams. The Lakers were still being talked about nationally. Even though they were a piss poor team, they were still getting talked about. And then now with LeBron James, you had you know, arguably the most popular player in the league. I mean, it's also looking at with the Golden State argument, Steph Curry versus LeBron James, who's more popular. I mean, for as much as we all love Steph Curry, Steph Curry's not going to give you a lot of defensive highlights too. So as far as playing both ways, I guess kind of kind of defeating the purpose of, of this uh, of this talk because we're looking at popularity. I think that because LeBron James can bring on both ends, plus he does put himself out there more. He did make Space Jam too, even though it kind of flopped. Plus he has a more of a presence on social media. I think with the presence of LeBron James in pop culture, it allows him to be more popular than Steph Curry, which allows the Lakers as a brand to be more popular than the Warriors still. I don't know. What do you think? I honestly do. I don't know if it, what, why. I just, I feel like my interaction from people, like when I go to Vegas and I ask them who your team is, um, again, in LA, it's the Lakers. But uh, again, I feel like it's been the Warriors. All right. It's transforming into it. And I don't know 100%. Let's do it. Let's have a homework assignment for the Gons. Um, when you're in Vegas, you're gonna be ask, you're you're already gonna be asking people who what they're gonna be betting on for NBA futures. Ask them who America's team is. Just not, don't even give them a like that might be your lead question. Who's who's America's team um, for basketball? And then we'll take take a poll. Let's see who's correct in this instance. Imagine it, it's like the Knicks randomly. But yeah, let's t- take a poll of players uh, of of betters there. See who America's team is. Doing maybe not even need to ask a lot of betters. Let's ask random people on the street. Hey, who do you think is America's team in basketball? And we'll see what the, what they say. So that's your homework on for this upcoming weekend. Have fun in Vegas. Um, place a few bets. I know you're gonna go see Adele. Have fun at Adele. Um, Hope the family as well. Um, anything else you want to add before we leave today? Nope. I'm good. Have fun in Vegas, fun dude. Today. See ya. And that will be it for us today. Like I said earlier in the pod, the Hoop Bar is back. I'm very happy it's back as a video format. Um, if you look up the Hoop Bar on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, you'll find our full the full video podcast there. Um, we're putting out about six you know, different clips, uh, shorts, reels, TikToks out for the week um, from that longer form podcast. So check those out as well. Um, watch those. If you could support us, that'd be great. Um, yeah, so we'll have you know, different guests like the Gons homework I gave to Gons before his Vegas trip. Hopefully come back next Thursday or yeah, next Friday. And he'll have interviewed a few different people to find out who America's team. It's it's still the Lakers. Let's just let's just, let's just be real here. It's still the Lakers. 
as much as many fans as the Lakers have, they have as many detractors, which is fine with me. Um, if you're, it's like with me and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs right now. The Chiefs are on a tear, and he's being seen everywhere, and it's just crazy for me to see because as a Chiefs fan for so long, um, to have someone of stature just kind of be around and the Chiefs logo and everyone kind of be behind them now is just crazy for me to see. So. I, I, I get you know the whole Steph Curry thing. I, I, I kind of equate Steph Curry to to to, to Mahomes, and I think, uh, but yeah, as far as like mainstream stuff, I could see where the Gons has seen more Warrior stuff because Curry is a likable player. He's more relatable with his three point shot making ability, um, and also Mahomes, you know, deep ball ability and you know winning championships for the, for both doesn't seem to hurt as well. So we'll see who wins there. Um, so I'm a little, um, but yeah, thank you guys for the support. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend.